All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. Rick Solom here, filling in for Mike Hayes. Joe Gao on the phone with me now. He's the UW Lacrosse Chancellor. Joe, how long have you been Chancellor at UWL? Oh my, Rick! <laughs> it, it's coming on fifteen years. Holy I can't cow! Believe it. Fifteen yeah, years. Nowhere else I'd rather be. And um, obviously, I, th- I feel like this is going to be a repeat of maybe a year ago when we were talking about COVID. That uh, you were coming back. And we're talking about coming back from school with COVID. We're coming back and, and people, a lot of people want to know, you know, just how is the university to deal with this? I think maybe the university gets some blame the the last time school came back in session because that's when the the cases really spiked in the city. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's unfair or not, but it's kind of, it kind of, they kind of correlated that way. Well, I think that we're in a different place than we were. A year ago, we know a lot more about the COVID virus. And, you know, we thought perhaps this summer that we had things uh, in hand. But, of course, the Delta variant has certainly um, created some new challenges. But the good thing is, at this point, uh, we have vaccines. And that's really where our focus is on getting as many people, not only in our campus community, but in the lacrosse community, vaccinated as possible. You know, the vaccine's not perfect, but certainly it is the primary tool um, to stem the spread of the virus. Now, are you going to, when uh, students are, I want to say kids, but they're not kids. They're all, most of them are over 18. When students are back in class, are we going to do, are, are we requiring masks? Are we, how, what do we do with masks, I guess? Well, that's the other tool. There's vaccine and then masking. And, you know, we thought this summer that we were at a point where, and and we're following the CDC guidance, of course, we didn't need masks if we were vaccinated. But then, you know, the Delta variant came and uh, some of the breakthrough cases where people who were vaccinated did get um, the virus after all. So really the safest thing to do is be masking, and we have put the word out that that's our expectation on our campus. And um, I, I think our students, faculty and staff, certainly will comply with that. They did last time around. And, you know, our plan is to bring the students back, and particularly the residence hall students, to have them tested very systematically um, when they arrive and see exactly how prevalent is the virus? People may recall that last year in the fall semester, we did start the year and then we had a spike and we caught that with our testing and we have the greatest, I think, testing program out there. And um, we had to take a pause and then we brought people back and tested them and we found that we were able to manage um, the virus through very careful quarantine and contact tracing. And so that's where we're going to be this fall. Um, again, I wish we didn't have to do that, but we certainly uh, need to. It's the right thing to do. It sounds like we're going to get FDA approval on one of the vaccines, which kind of triggers some schools throughout the nation to have uh, to mandate COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, has UWL looked at that? Where, where does UWL stand on, on maybe making the vaccine a mandated? Well, that would be a UW system decision, and we are really fortunate to have Tommy Thompson, uh, the former Health and Human Services Secretary, as our president right now. And I know he looks at these kind of things uh, daily and, and just is really on this all the time. And so 
we will certainly um, see how the FDA's decision impacts that conversation. Now, if somebody tests positive for the virus, you know, they, they we would go back and figure out where they were. Um, will, will, will that send like a whole wing or a whole dorm into virtual schooling? Well, you know, hopefully we don't have big numbers um, on the positive cases. And the ones that we do, we do have a, an entire residence hall that is just going to be used for quarantine, um, as we did last time. And so hopefully we can get people in there very quickly and get them away from everybody else, and then they'll be there for their, you know, 14 days, and they can do some things virtually um, while they're there and certainly um, get back into the swing of things once they've completed the quarantine. How are professors doing? You know, they, they've gone through this pandemic as well. We always talk about students, but professors had to learn a little bit of uh, just like teachers, at, at, uh, you know, at the elementary and high school level. Um, what's morale like for the professors at UWL? Oh, I think things are, are really great. And our, our faculty, uh, they just came through so well last time. You know, a lot of people had not taught uh, online or at a distance, and so they had to make a pretty rapid transition, and they did that um, very gracefully. And then this summer, we made sure that everybody had full training on um, teaching at a distance. So I know our faculty and staff, they, they don't want to go back to um, all online, but if there were an emergency and we had to, they are ready to do that. And so that's a wonderful thing, and we're very grateful for their flexibility. We're speaking with UW Lacrosse uh, Chancellor Joe Gao, telling us that he killed summer vacation for all his professors and made them learn how to virtually teach, or, or refresh them at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it that way, but certainly um, it was great to see our people doing their part yeah. yeah it's a that's a great it's a it's a big sacrifice i think for for professors to do that it's it's nice to hear that's true i mean normally what our people are doing in the summer is a lot of research activity some teaching um but you know yeah this was a, a major time commitment and they did it and we're just very grateful for that now enrollment must have dropped because of covid uh, you know, I want to say last year, maybe even before that. But uh, what, what was what's enrollment like then to versus enrollment this coming fall? Well, the wonderful thing is overall enrollment. We're going to be down a, a little bit because we've had some um, students who are in maybe their third year that, that said, "Gee, I, I'm not sure I want to come back for the fourth year." Although we don't know that for sure until we actually start school. But I am very proud to say that our incoming class, the first-year class, this fall will be the biggest in the history of the university. So students really want to be here, and they really want to get that great UWL experience, and we're going to do everything we can uh, to provide that for them. Biggest ever? So what's, what's the number? You know the number off the top of your head? I don't have the exact number in front of me, but, you know, I mean, we're talking upwards of 2,100 uh, students in that first year class. How tough is that when you have to devote uh, a dorm to just COVID patients? I mean, do you, is, is there, are there enough dormitories for, for the, the biggest enrollment year? Well, that's, that's the other thing. Our residence life people are amazing, and they've been able to juggle all this and make it work. And, uh, you know, but that said, we always could use another 
residence hall uh, on our campus because we have such strong demand. Students really want to live on the campus. About a third of them do. And uh, I know the other two-thirds live very close by in the in neighborhoods. And, uh, you know, so this is a place where people want to be, and uh, we certainly uh, are grateful for that. All right. Lastly, Joe, are you guys doing anything uh, with the news that Afghan refugees are coming to uh, Fort McCoy? Is there any effort there to to help out in that cause? Yes. We have a team of people um, that have been monitoring that situation very uh, closely, and um, in particular, the commander of our ROTC battalion, he served in Afghanistan, and so he knows how important it is um, to do everything we can for those people who have been so um, you know, tragically displaced. And we're just waiting now to see you know, what it is it that they need. And um, certainly, I, I think it's going to be maybe a longer-term Issue, you know, right now it's just sort of the immediate um, getting people to Fort McCoy and processing and, and all the things that the military will need to do. And then at some point, those folks will come uh, out into the region and the community, and we want to welcome them with open arms and do everything we can to ease what must be just a, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like to be suddenly forced uh, from your home country and, you know, really in fear for your life. And, uh, you know, but this community always comes through for people in need, and I think this will be another example of that. All right, that's Chancellor Joe Gao. Thanks a lot for joining us, Joe. Oh, my pleasure, Rick. Thanks for having me on.